0: Welcome to New Life's weekly podcast. New Life is a United Methodist congregation established in 2011 in McChesney Park, Illinois. Worship is weekly at 5.30 p.m. with events ongoing. Check us out online at www.findnewlifeumc.org and sign up for our weekly e-newsletter. I'm your host, Mark Byers, pastor of New Life, as well as our sister congregation, Sherland UMC, and our cooperative on-site mission, The Paper Angel Closet. This week's sermon is for the sermon preached February 11th and 12th series title called sermon titled is that you lord scripture first samuel chapter 3 verses 1 through 10 let us pray dear lord i thank you for all those listening to your word and good news through our podcast this week please bless them encourage them and help them experience your presence and call on their lives send your spirit upon them and help them hear your voice as they go about their week I'm not sure why we ask children, what do you want to be when you grow up? At last count, Alex wants to be a police officer, firefighter, mailman, astronaut, Jedi Knight, ninja, and Pokemon trainer. It's good to keep your options open. When I was his age, I wanted to be a paleontologist. Technically, I wanted to be a paleontologist archaeologist. I love dinosaurs and Indian, and Indiana Jones, so it made sense. And even at six, I knew that Space Cowboy was probably not going to be a reality in my lifetime. Although I'm still holding out for that one just in case. Funny thing is, even as a PK, no one really asked, do you want to be a pastor when you grow up? Okay, maybe that's not the right question either. When we ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? We're asking about vocation, career, security, stability. We want to know our young people are planning for the future, choosing responsibly. As Christians, we should be asking another question. How will you answer your call when you grow up? Last week, we began our series called, talking about God's calling on each of our lives. God is calling us into a covenant relationship to become part of God's family, a child of God. Once we accept that call, another is placed on our lives. We are called to partner with God in building the kingdom of heaven on earth. This call is for all. We are called to ministers, ministry, to be ministers in Christ's body of the church. Some individuals are called to serve specialized ministry as a vocation. Last week we discussed the ministry of the ordained elder and order of clergy that I am a part of elders are ordained to word sacrament order and service. Elders carry on the ministry of the disciples of Jesus Christ by teaching his good news, overseeing the sacraments, ordering the life of the church and making sure the church is in service to the world and in mission and ministry. Regardless of your individual call, you cannot answer your call unless you are listening. 1 Samuel chapter 3 verses 1 through 10. Now the boy Samuel was serving the Lord under Eli. The Lord's word was rare at that time, and visions weren't widely known. One day, Eli, whose eyes had grown weak and he was unable to see, was lying down in his room. God's lamp hadn't gone out yet, and Samuel was lying down in the Lord's temple where God's chest was. The Lord called Samuel, I'm here, he said. Samuel hurried to Eli and said, I'm here, you called me. I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go lie down. So he did. Again, the Lord called Samuel. So Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, I'm here. You called me. I didn't call my son, Eli replied. Go and lie down. Now Samuel didn't yet know the Lord, and the Lord's word hadn't been revealed to him. A third time, the Lord called Samuel. He got up, went to Eli, and said, I'm here. You called me? Then Eli realized that it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So Eli said to Samuel, go and lie down. If he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went down, laid down where he had been. Then the Lord came and stood there, calling just as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel said, Speak, your servant is listening. Now in Genesis, we see God call Abraham. Abram at the time, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph to become the chosen people who would serve as a light to other nations for God's presence to be known around the world. In Exodus, the Israelites find themselves in slavery, and God calls Moses to free them. More about that next week. Then God called Joshua to lead the Israelites into the land that was promised to them. Once the Israelites settled in the land, God called judges like Deborah, Gideon, and Samson to help them stay on course. Even though they served the same God and they had the same mission, they would not truly be unified and they would struggle to live in their greater calling. God would eventually call a young shepherd boy named David to unite the tribes of Israel. God would do this through a great prophet named Samuel. Samuel would appoint the first king, Saul and eventually King David. For all of that to happen, Samuel would have to answer his call. Samuel's call starts with his mother Hannah. Hannah had no children and prayed that the Lord would give her a child, a son specifically. She headed to the temple and prayed with the priest Eli. Her prayers were answered and she gave birth to a son, Samuel. The Bible tells us the name Samuel means, I asked the Lord for him. When he was still young, Hannah would bring Samuel to the temple and present him to Eli to serve as a Nazarite, a person called to a special service of God. Samuel would grow up in the temple and serve the temple and the priests, but he wouldn't know God. In fact, calls from God were a bit uncommon in the time. In our scripture reading today, Samuel is asleep and Eli is in the temple. Samuel hears God calling but thinks it's Eli calling for help. He goes to check on Eli, but Eli tells Samuel it wasn't him who called. After three times, Eli recognizes that God is calling Samuel. Eli encourages Samuel to listen and to respond to God's call. Samuel does just that. He hears the call of God and responds, speak. Your servant is listening. I take away a few lessons from Samuel's call. First, we have a special calling. We all have that calling. We affirmed it last week. Second, our calling doesn't happen in isolation. Samuel would not have recognized his calling if not for Eli or Hannah for that matter. We need to talk about how we hear God calling us with other people. We need to encourage others when we sense a call on their lives. Most of all, we need to support one another in each of our callings. We are Christ's body and we are only Christ's body of the church when we are working together. Third and finally, we need to listen and respond to God's call with humility. We like to call the shots. We like to be in the driver's seat. But God does offer to take the wheel and guide us towards a better future. A better future than we can plan for ourselves. Samuel listened and responded to God with a humble heart, ready and willing to serve. If we are serious about hearing and responding to God's call on our lives, we need to be able to do the same thing. Now today I also want to talk about the ministry of the ordained deacon. Paragraph 329 of the book of discipline states, deacons are persons called by God, authorized by the church and ordained by a bishop to a lifetime ministry of word, service, compassion, and justice to both the community and the congregation in a ministry that connects the two. Deacons exemplify Christian discipleship and create opportunities for others to enter into discipleship. The work of the deacon is the work of justice, serving with compassion as they seek to serve those on the margins of society. In the congregation, the ministry of the deacon is to teach and to form disciples, to lead worship together with other ordained and lay persons. Now, deacons are ordained to word, service, compassion, and justice, which differs from the elders' ordination to word, sacrament, order, and service. Both are called to word and service. Elders are responsible for ordering the life of the church and keeping the sacraments, while deacons' call to compassion and justice makes them a bridge between the church and their community. The order of deacons is fairly new, dating back to the 90s. Before then, Elders actually started as deacons, which we now differentiate between commissioning and full ordination. So, my father was ordained as a deacon before being ordained as an elder. I was commissioned and then ordained as a full member. Neither of those designations uh, truly envelops a deacon's call to compassion and justice. Deacons follow the same track as an elder, needing college and graduate education and going through the process from the local church to the district and finally to the conference board of ordained ministry, as we outlined last week. Deacons are not held to the itinerancy and need to be their own advocates for work inside and outside of the church. Many deacons hold jobs outside the local church, making them effective bridges between communities and churches. I have known deacons who are teachers, professors, social workers, nurses, caregivers, community organizers, police officers, and people who work for non profits Some deacons pos- hold positions in the local church as well and may serve in a variety of roles. The ministry of deacon is vital and important to the United Methodist Church as we move forward in ministry together. I would love to see an influx of deacons supporting our local churches and acting as a bridge between the church and the community. Someone called to this ministry may want to work in the church but not feel called to the itinerancy or ordering the life of the church like an elder. They may want to be ordained and trained in ministry but serve in the community. I encourage you to learn more about the order of deacons and sense if this is a calling on you or someone you know. Looking back at my own call, I feel God was calling me into ministry, into the ministry of the ordained elder, most of my life. Unlike Hannah, I don't think my mother was praying passionately for another child, as there is 11 years between my brother and I. That being said, I was born at a time when my family had already been invested in the ministry of the church and the ministry of the elder. My father and elder had served four years in Chicago and seven years in Fenton before I was born. I was raised in the church as a PK, pastor's kid. I witnessed God working. I witnessed God's love in my family and in my church family. My parents are committed disciples and tried to raise my brother and I as disciples should. That being said, my father never desired for his children to go into ministry as a vocation. He knew the difficulties and the heartache that was attached to service in the church. So elder wasn't on my career path. God called me early on, but I failed to listen. I now recognize experiences from as early as three and four years old when God called me. I had vivid experiences as a young person and throughout high school, but I kept shutting God out. I'd given the church my childhood. I had served the church my entire life. And I made a decision, and I had made decisions that I knew honored the church and my parents. I didn't want to be like those other PKs. Yes, sometimes PKs are known to be troublemakers. I left for college ready to set a course for my life, ready to choose my own destiny. I would finally be calling the shots. Now, some bad experiences in the local church in my college town would help facilitate that. God, however, hadn't given up on me. God was still calling. I went to college on a music scholarship. I wanted to major in psychology and computer science just like my big brother did. I started hanging out with a crowd that wasn't interested in church or faith or calling. But a few months into my college life, I overheard my neighbor talking about a game I played back home. I crossed the hall and a lifelong friendship would begin. Corey introduced me to a club on campus, chess and Game, CNG for short. They weren't a church, but the college chaplain once described CNG, as an ideal Christian community. We accepted all, encouraged all, and supported all. It was there that I would meet others who God would call to help me accept my call. It started with an invitation to introduction to religion by an upperclassman and United Methodist, unbeknownst to me, and a course on mysticism by my friend across the hall. For three years, I stepped away from the church and ignored God's call. Well, God kept using others to invite me into a religion and philosophy course of study. After three years of college, I had already dropped computer science, and I was struggling to find a future in psychology. It was my student advisor who noticed that I had accidentally completed a religion major. A course here and there added up over several years, and all the courses aligned just right. Now, I thought it was odd more than recognizing it as a call. Thankfully, I also learned to trust others and to make true friends during my time in college. I couldn't hear God's call because I really hadn't let God into my heart. I hadn't accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, and I hadn't accepted my call into a covenant relationship with God. I knew of God, but I did not have a relationship with God. I was not yet a son of God. That would change one special day my junior year. I accepted Christ into my heart and started to live into new life. It was that moment that I heard God calling and somewhat humbly answered. Just like Samuel, I wasn't listening for God's call. I wasn't listening because I really didn't know God. I needed others to help me there. I needed people who intentionally and unintentionally led me back to Christ. Only after I accepted that covenant with God could I begin partnering in God's kingdom work. I wasn't quite as humble as Samuel, but I was willing. And humility came with time and a few trials along the way. You cannot hear God's call if you're not listening. You cannot hear God's special call for you for ministry if you don't know God. So that's the first step. Listen for God calling you to adopt you into the family. If you are confident in your identity as a child of God, then listen for your work in that family. There is a special way only you can build the kingdom of heaven. There is a special thing only you can do for the body of Christ. Listen to God, to others. Talk, pray. Serve, search scripture, participate in the life of the church, the sacraments, and most of all, when you finally hear God calling, answer, speak. Your servant is listening. This has been a recording of New Life Ministry. Learn more about us at www.findnewlife.org and connect with us through our newsletter, Facebook, or Twitter. If you liked what you heard, you can like our podcast on iTunes or Google Play and share it with your friends. Also, consider supporting our Paper Angel Closet, which provides toiletries and personal care items to homeless and at-risk youth, foster families and children, families of those diagnosed with cancer, refugee families, and families in need in our community. You can donate online or drop off items at New Life UMC, 8301 Mitchell Road, Manchester Park, Illinois, 6115. Worship is Saturday night at 530 p.m. Until next week, live knowing that you are beloved child of God in heaven. Challenge yourself to share that love with all those you meet wherever you go. And realize that with the power of the Holy Spirit in Christ's body, the church, you can make a difference. In your community and the world, amen.